Hello, and welcome back to the 90s Galore podcast. I'm your host, Andy Zaldivar, and I'm really excited about being here tonight. This just happens to be our second episode. And before I go any further, I want to thank all of you who tuned in uh, and, and listened in on our launching podcast episode, which was uh, January 21st, 2019. Um, thank you so much for being gracious and, and, and tuning in and checking us out. And uh, we hope that uh, every week we're going to come, or every two weeks or so, we're going to come and, and, and provide a, a great show for you um, with some really good content and um, entertain you guys out there. So once again, from the bottom of my heart, um, I want to thank you for listening in on our, um, our, our, our launching episode. We had a really good uh, response. And um, so we're excited about where we can take this podcast. Uh, I think... Um, well, also to add to that, I uh, wanted to let everybody out there know that uh, we are now on a- Apple Podcasts. We're available available on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. So subscribe to any one of those. Uh, tune in. And uh, we're going to do our best to get, like I said, uh, get, get you a show um, every week and a half for two weeks or so. Um, so... Also, I, I welcome uh, constructive criticism or any kind of criticism. Uh, feel free to uh, hit me up on Twitter uh, at EdenaFlow90. That's YDNA FLO90. That's Andy backwards. F as in floor is LO90. So, yeah, hit me up. Give me some, uh, some criticism or feedback. Let me know what you think of the show. Uh, or give me some requests for um, um, artists that you'd like to see us profile on, or 90s artists, right, uh, that you'd like to see us uh, profile on, on this podcast. And um, So, yeah, so hit me up. Hit, drop me a line, say hi, whatever. Um, would like to hear from you. Uh, we got a great show in, in store for you tonight. I have a band here. We're going to do a complete 180 uh, compared to what we did uh, on our launching episode, uh, we profile, profiled uh, Allison Chains, that wonderful band. Um, so, and like I mentioned, we're going to try to um, cover various genres, right? We want to look at rock. We'll do, um, uh, you know, some reggae, R&B, hip hop, um, that type of stuff. So um, last week, like I said, we did Allison Chains, who was, you know, alternative uh, rock or grunge. You know, we want to... And now we're going to do a complete 180 tonight. We're going to flip it on you. Um, and this band here, or group. Two sets of brothers who grew up in in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. Uh, strong religious backgrounds, strong Pentecostal families. Grew up singing gospel. And uh, they actually didn't meet until later on in their teenage years but uh, before I go any further allow me to introduce the R&B group Jodeci ladies and gentlemen Jodeci came to prominence prominence in um, the early 90s 91 92 and um, like I was saying they have a very cool very cool uh, story as to how they were formed and and uh, and how they also got the record deal um, the members of Jodeci are uh, we'll start with the the two the two uh, brothers and that's uh Devante Swing and Mr. Delvin 
And then the other set of brothers is uh, Casey and Jojo. And together they make up Jodeci. Um, so, yeah, these, these guys are from North Carolina, Monroe, North Carolina to be exact. And the way they met, uh, the story goes, is that uh, uh, Casey was uh, dating uh, this girl from uh, a female gospel, an all-female gospel group in the area um, called Unity. Um, they were uh, all-females. And one of the girls... was dating Casey and she'd always tell Casey hey you need to meet um, uh, these other guys these other two guys that they sing gospel and they, they tour and then um, Delvin and Devante and she'd always tell Delvin and Devante hey, you got to meet you know the K- Casey and Jojo um, but uh, Casey and Jojo were actually known as uh, Little Cedric and Haley and the Haley Singers um, they actually performed as a gospel group and, and they released three albums uh, as a gospel group um, you know, Little Cedric and, and the Haley Singers. Um, concurrently, you know, Dalvin, Mr. Dalvin and Devante, they had their own um, gospel group called the Don the Great Delegation. And um, I don't know if they had any, um, if they released any albums. Um, didn't find any information that they did. But uh, the um, so, like I said, they they they, they met through Unity. And Casey was dating one of the girls um, at this time, so they they become uh, Jodeci. They, and um, right around this time, uh, Devante was uh, 16 years old. He, he, tra- he traveled to uh, Minneapolis, and he tried to get an audition uh, with Prince at Paisley Park Studios, but uh, it never actually came to fruition. And he, as he was saying that, uh, you know, he he went over there every day trying to get. Uh, you know, trying to get them to listen to his demo tape, and um, but just couldn't just couldn't break through there. Um, so you know he returned to um, North Carolina, determined determined to to improve upon his production skills and um, and his songwriting skills. Uh, so obviously, which he did, right? So um, they formed Jodeci, and uh, so they decide at this point to. Um, they have written they've, they've written songs they had uh, approximately 16 to 20 songs ready to go and um, they had you know they were ready so uh, they decide hey we're gonna we're gonna drive to New York City and um, with three hundred dollars in their pockets they they drive up there they get to um, they to they, their, their destination was uh, uptown records right which uh, at the time, Uptown Records was an upstart label. Uh, they were brand new, up and coming, and um, I think that's what kind of led them to to go to Uptown. Is that they they, they knew um, there was a, a potential there, right? It was a, a fresh a fresh label, and they wanted to make their name and grow with the the Uptown label. I, I imagine um, they had to. Um, so they get to New York City, right, and um, they, they, they didn't know where it was. They didn't know where the location, Uptown offices were. Um, they, they just knew it was in Brooklyn. 
So uh, as the story goes, they, they, at the time, you know, we didn't have cell phones back then. They'd go to a phone booth, crack open, open a, a phone book, and find uh, the location in Brooklyn, find Uptown Records. They actually find the the offices, they get the uh, the address, and they go. They, they show up with no appointment, right? And uh, they're actually denied an audition. But uh, apparently G. Wiz uh, from Heavy D and the Boys uh, and Heavy D himself were in the offices and overheard uh, Jodeci playing the demo or, or I, I think it was they, they were either singing or, or playing the demo. They overheard them and they put them in touch right away with... Uh, the, le- the the label's CEO, which was at the time uh, Andre Harrell, he was actually the label's founder, Uptown. Um, so they played the demo for him, and uh, obviously he was impressed, and asked them to perform a little bit more, including the songs uh, "Come and Talk to Me" and "I'm Still Waiting." Um, they actually performed that in the presence of uh, Jeff Red, um, very famous A and R rep. Um, so obviously at this point they they ha- they break through and um soon thereafter they they book a a, a deal they, they strike a deal and uh with uptown records and um so they they put them up in uh supposedly it was in the, up in the bronx um the days after you know after and uh they get appointed to an intern by the name of sean puffy combs um, Sean Combs was at this point was uh, up and coming. I think he was about 19 years old, and uh, he was an intern. And he gets tasked with with developing the the new the new act here, which was uh, you know Jodeci. And it was actually um, Puffy and. Uh, uh, Mr. Dalvin, who came up with their image uh, of you know the backwards uh, baseball caps and the Timberland boots and and you know the wearing the black attire. And I think that was really instrumental in getting them or helping them uh, spawn that nickname, the Bad Boys of, of R&B. So. But the, yeah, they they uh, so the, the, by 1991 they're they're ready to uh, record their first album, uh, which was Forever My Lady. The album actually spawns the singles uh, Forever My Lady, Stay, and Come and Talk to Me. Uh, it does very well. Uh, the album it actually peaks out uh, on the U.S. Billboard 200. At 18, and uh, U.S. R&B albums number one, so they hit the ground running. Very successful album that they debuted with. Uh, they were just—I mean—they shot up to superstardom right away, and uh, that's no mystery because these guys are extremely talented and amazing voices, amazing songwriting, production. Um, so, you know, they. Uh, so right away they're successful, and I remember being 15 years old, you know, 15 years old in high school, you know, high school sophomore, just absolutely falling in love with these songs. And uh, as a young kid, you know, young teenager trying to meet the acquaintances of, of, of young, 
females um these songs were were part of my uh arsenal if you will and uh so i was um you know jodeci was it just put you in the romantic mood man these guys just uh they taught you how to talk to girls so um i'm thankful for that thank you jodeci um but yeah these guys even now i i, I listen to their songs and they just take me to a, a different place and when my wife is mad at me i'll i'll play a song uh, I'll, I'll play come and talk to me and, and everything will be everything is, is good after that everything is good so so yeah they they so they debut their album uh they're performing now they're touring and uh they're 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 ready to, to, to conquer the world and um according to mr delvin a little side note about uh about Jodeci before their album they had uh, like I mentioned earlier they had like 16 to 20 songs already written and they had uh, you know they wrote these these songs were written based on personal experience that they had with previous love interests and um, ex-girlfriends and what have you so uh, another thing about uh, Four of My Lady uh, it actually received uh, the Billboard Music Award for Top R&B Album in 1992 the Billboard Music Award for Top R&B Song for Come and Talk to Me and the Billboard Music Award for Top R&B Artists so again, very successful album um, so fast forward to 1993 and uh, they're getting ready to release their second album uh, a minor feud resulted over uh, um, the second album. There was uh, some issue between uh, the record label and Jodeci and uh, Diary of a Mad Band it was the name of the album. Now, they, for some reason, they were unhappy with the label and their treatment uh, from the label. Uh, this resulted in, in almost no, no uh, promotion for the album. Uh, but nonetheless, it still reached number three on the Billboard 200 charts and number one on the R&B uh, charts for, for two weeks. Um, the album eventually went double platinum and it spawned the singles Fiendin, uh, Cry For You, and What About Us. So, and again, uh, even in spite of uh, almost zero uh, promotion uh, for, the, for the album, uh, it still, uh, you know, still became successful and, uh, and again, catapulted and propelled them into um, more success, more, more popularity and uh, album sales. And yeah, obviously they went um, double, duh, double platinum and uh, awesome songs. Again, uh, I remember during this time, 93, 94, 95, uh, you know, wrapping up high school and, and uh, brings back a lot of memories from uh, that, that, uh, that era for me. And um, they also did, um, Uptown did an Unplugged, you know, MTV Unplugged, as uh, you may recall, it was a series of based on, as a live show and just uh, an array of artists would perform live acoustically they would do a cappella they do just a live show it was an awesome live show that they did and it, again with many bands that uh, per, uh, participated 
and um, Jodeci actually did the, um, they covered a few songs, but the one famous cover they did was uh, Stevie Wonder's Lately, and uh, actually ended up being one of their highest uh, selling singles um, to date, to date is one of their high, highest selling singles, so uh, awesome, they, they have a video, it's a very famous uh, performance, very powerful performance, if you get a chance, look that up, uh, you can go on YouTube and and find that uh, cover of um, Lately, the Stevie, Stevie Wonder cover. They also performed uh, the, the Unplugged uh, show with Mary J. Blige, and um, very, uh, very cool, very cool to look back at that stuff and, and check out some really good uh, talent, you know, stuff that you really don't see it anymore. Um, also, between the, this album and the next album, uh, Casey does a side project uh, covering Bobby Womack's uh, "If You Think You're Lon- Lonely Now" for the music uh, for the movie soundtrack, excuse me, uh, for Jason's lyric um, in 1995. And by this time, I'm in the Navy, and uh, you know I'm on my way, and just um, you know being homesick and uh, listening to, to to that song made me even more homesick because. Uh, it was a powerful, powerful song. A really great cover of Bobby Womack. And if you listen to the original, um, Casey knocked it out of the park, man, with the, with that particular song. And uh, again, that was a little solo he did, solo project for for that for that movie. Um, moving on to uh, to '95, uh, later on in that that year, uh, they they released the third album, the show, the after party, the hotel. In July of '95, this this um, this album goes platinum, and it reached number two on the Billboard charts, number one on the R&B albums, and. Uh Just like the, the album Diary of a Mad Band before it. It was extremely successful, tops the charts, and um, uh, again, excellent production, songwriting, awesome, awesome. This particular album had uh, some a little bit. It was a little bit up tempo. It had some dance songs on it. If you get a chance to uh, to listen to it, cop this album. Uh, if you like hip hop, it has a little bit more of the West Coast flavor on it. Um, and if you want to just uh, sit back, relax by yourself or, or with a significant other, it'll satisfy you in every way. So check that album out. Um, so later on that year, in 95, uh, Casey and JoJo. Well, before I go into that, allow me to mention the uh, singles from the, um, the show, The After Party of the Hotel. Uh, Love You for Life, Freaking You, Get On Up. And can we flow? Were some of the singles that that, that respond uh, from that album. And uh, later on in that year, Casey and JoJo collaborate with Tupac on Tupac's uh, "All Eyes on Me" double disc set. It's from '96 um, on the songs "How Do You Want It" and "Toss It Up." Again, they they knocked it out of the park. Extremely successful singles with, with Tupac. Uh, everything they, they did, Jodeci, I mean, it, it just turned to gold. And to this day, everything they do, it, it turns to gold. 
It's extremely talented individuals. I can't say that enough about Jodeci. Um, songwriting, they do their own production. Um, Devonte Swing, the guy's a, a genius, musical genius. Uh, he uh, does mo- did most of the songwriting for Jodeci, all their albums. If you look it up, and a lot of the production as well. So, yeah, Devonte Swing, tell you what, the guy's a guy's a a bad dude, a bad dude. And um, Casey and Jojo began a side project in '97 with the release of Love Always and the hit singles You Bring Me Up and All My Life. Um, so they, they were pretty popular. They, they kind of broke off. Um, the thing about Jodeci, and they'll say this now, if you watch some of their interviews, they never officially broke up. A lot of people think they break up. They broke up. Uh, they never broke up. They were just, um, you know, they were always recording. They've since been recording uh, songs, uh, but they just never came uh released anything up until um, 2014 and uh, before that uh, they actually worked on some soundtracks uh, movie soundtracks including uh, 1998's Players Club and 1999's uh, Eddie Murphy with Eddie Murphy Life the movie Life in um, 2014 actually going back to 2014 uh, the producer Timbaland announces that he's working with Jodeci on, on, on a comeback album uh, along with Devonte Swing and uh, working on the production end, and the cool thing about Timbaland is uh, Devonte Swing actually gave him either discovered him or, or um, you know he gave him his big break and he, he actually mentored Timbaland, which is a pretty cool little piece of trivia. And then uh, later on in nineteen in two thousand fourteen, November of that year to be exact. Jodeci performs a medley of their classic songs on the Soul Train Awards. Uh, they perform Freakin' You, Stay, Forever My Lady, Come and Talk to Me, and then including a, a, a snippet of their, sing- their new single uh, from their forthcoming album that was released in 2014 uh, by the name of the title of Nobody Wins, featuring the rapper B.O.B. And uh, the name of the album... And that was released in 2014 is the past, the present, the future, and uh, so the from 2000 and I'm sorry, from 1995 to 2014, they hadn't re- they ended, never released uh, uh, any music as Jodeci. You know, they just did their Casey and JoJo, their movie projects, their side projects, but the this was the first time in you know almost uh, 20 years that they uh, release uh, some music together as Jodeci. And uh, another single that was uh, that came out in uh, 2015, January of 2015, off the new album, Every Moment. It was called Every Moment. And uh, these were now released on Epic Records, no longer with Uptown. And uh, the past, the present, the future was released on... March 31st, 2015, and shortly thereafter, a reunion tour was announced. Um, Actually, the album peaked out at number 23 on the U.S. Billboard 200 and number 2 on the R&B albums chart. Sold only 27,000 copies, but you know what? uh, That's no indication of the production. If you listen to the album, it's um, Jodeci at its best. Again great production songwriting lyrics 
everything's great and it's just typical Jodeci. Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's it's a mystery to me as to why I didn't pre- perform as far as um, you know at the uh, as far as selling copies. You know, as far in sales, it just didn't just didn't do well. You know, but it wasn't because of of, of poor production. I just I don't know. I. I, I But it doesn't really matter because any way you slice it and dice it, Jodeci is the the epitome of R&B, talented, amazing performers, amazing voices, and just amazing musicians. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure profiling Jodeci. For this episode of the 90s Galore Podcast, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you got some something good out of it. And uh, tune in next week. We will have a brand new 90s artist to profile. I'm going to leave it at that. I don't want to give you any hints, any clues. Tune in. Tune in. Check it out. Check us out. The 90s Galore Podcast. Again, I want to thank all of you for listening. I want to thank all of you for the support that you've shown. And uh, again, we are on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. So look for us. Hit me up on Twitter. Again, I'm looking for for feedback. I want to hear from you. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, take it easy.